Have you ever wondered if CGI can be used in productions other than entertainment films? Well, stay tuned, because in this episode, number 2109, the CG Bros will be doing a deep dive into that subject when they answer the commonly asked question, what are uses of CGI other than for entertainment films? On the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. Hi there, and welcome back to the CG Insider Podcast. In this week's podcast, episode 2109, the CG Bros are going to answer another great question submitted to us by Simon D., a viewer from way down under in Melbourne, Australia. Simon asks, what are the uses of CGI other than for entertainment and films? I'm Brother Sean the Younger. And I'm Brother Bill the Better Looking. So by the end of today's podcast, you'll know many other uses uh, of CGI besides just for film and video gaming. Uh, As a matter of fact, you'll probably know more about those other uses than most of the people you know. So sit back and enjoy. Some of the main points we'll try and cover are CGI use in legal and accident reconstruction, forensics, uh, historical recreation, as well as how it's used in the fields of science and education, just to name a few. So let's dive right in. Brother Bill, you want to start us off? Yeah, why don't we uh, start talking about a little bit about, uh, you know, maybe the legal and uh, accident reconstruction uh, uses. Um, you know, CGI-based animations and, and pictures have been accepted, you know, pretty readily uh, as time has gone on since CG has really been introduced. Um, but has really kind of taken a hold in courtrooms probably since the early 2000s. And um, that's that's mainly because, the uh, you know, courts have, have, you know, when they're giving testimony and they're giving evidence they you know a lot of the a lot of the things that have to do with medical you know issues when people are getting sued or traffic accidents or something like that uh it's it's very complex to convey those those the details and the ideas of of in these kind of cases and and it's uh you know it's become very valuable just to to try to convey to the jury and help them understand exactly you know what went on um you know they use a they go ahead no, I was gonna just. I was gonna say yes. And uh, you know, in, as far as the vehicle accident you're you're talking about, there's also um, several other uh, uses as well. Um, I was just gonna add, add what you were gonna talk about as well, like virtual crime and murder scene reconstruction and things like that. So go ahead. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Well, no worries. I, I, you know, you know, you might wonder how how they, you know, where do they get the, you know, how do they reconstruct some of these these things? Well, I just at least as car accidents are concerned and personal injury, uh, they use they actually. You know, the cops come out and there's a, they, they take reports and they do measurements on, on scene, but uh, they, they kind of take all that information uh, and they, as well as the data from the, the computer chips that are in the cars or, you know, in the case of, you know, airplane crashes or whatever, they, they grab the black boxes from, from there, but they use that data and they put it all together and create a CG animation to kind of illustrate the physical parameters and, and, and what actually led to the, the uh, car accident or plane crash or, or whatever they're trying to reconstruct. Yeah, there's there's uh, lots of different, uh, you know, and things that they use it for as far as legal const- reconstruction and forensics. I mean, like I was saying before, um, you know, there's also in addition to you know vehicle accidents and, and crime and murder scene reconstruction, there's also um, litigation for local towns and cities. For example, you know, if there's uh, groundwater contamination, um, I, I can recall something about uh, the levee breaking in New Orleans during Katrina. The uh, the uh, a lot of uh, problems that had occurred during that time. They did a reconstruction to find out exactly you know where it was breaking, why it broke, and um, try and try and figure those things out for future to try and um, you know uh, so that doesn't happen again. Uh, as well as uh, workplace injuries, um, 
you know, mining accidents, uh, product liability. Um, there's also uh, engineering and structural failures. So right. a lot of that stuff happens, you know, for example, you know, space shuttle, uh, shuttle challenger in Columbia. A lot of that stuff, a lot of that, that information, it's very difficult to just explain it to somebody. And, you know, CGI just generally is, 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 is really helpful when it, it puts things in visual terms that, that makes it, you know, easy to understand for people. Yes. And, you know, it could be really hard for a jury to picture, um, you know, how a car crash could have occurred by just listening to the attorney, right? Yeah. Or even a witness explaining it. So, you know, with the help of the animation, the details on how it could be, uh, how it happened can be a lot clearer. You can see it for different, you know, angles. And it's almost like a, it's almost like a time machine. You can, you can have these complex uh, ideas in space and time of things happening and, and you know, just explaining it's very difficult to get the, the idea across, uh, you know, using animation is so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think especially in a courtroom or a court of law that they, they really require, it's not something you can just like slap together and, oh, you know, this looks cool. They, they actually have to take, you know, measurements and, and use, you know, information that that makes it extremely you know you have to be accurate when you're when you're trying to display evidence in a courtroom um it's yeah i know there's a lot of disclaimers with a lot of that because there's a lot of discussion about whether or not you know i know there's uh you know pros and cons of using uh using animation in in, in uh, the courtroom you know because a lot of it unless they're using scientific methods to do certain things you can skew things in one direction and people already have that image burned in their brain so exactly you know all right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and talk about some of the other uses, uh, maybe in uh, historical reconstruction or, or recreation of, of history. Oh yeah, just before that, just uh, just as an anecdote, uh, you know, the you know the first animation was presented, uh, you know, it was used in a courtroom was was brought to a Bronx jury in 1984 in an auto accident case. No, no, I didn't. It was uh, it was actually crudely done with uh, block graphics on an Apple II. Yeah, it had to be crude. I mean, given the the, the year. <laughs> yeah, 1984. But but the other thing is kind of interesting is. The actual first animation to be used in a murder trial uh, goes back to 1992, when uh, a name a guy named uh, Jim Mitchell murdered his brother with a rifle uh, near San Francisco. And I looked at that video just recently, and, and looking at it from today's visual quality perspective, man, it was so crude looking. The uh, the video presented was really choppy, and it must have been playing around 15 frames a second, so it was so bad. And the human uh, CGI model. Uh, they used to represent the murder victim was uh, they hardly even animated it and it was uh, stiff. Uh, but at the time, you know, it's, it was state of the art and pretty impressive. I think I've, I think I've seen that one. Is that where they actually tried to delineate the path of the bullet and it, how it went through a wall or something? Well, actually his, the brother, I, I, I'm not trying to make light of this, but it, uh, during the, the images of watching this, um, it is kind of funny in, in, in a way to, to see but uh, the, the brother, they show a bunch of hallways and, you know, the frames are like super choppy. And then all of a sudden the brother put sticks his head out because he heard something. And then all of a sudden there's the, the red trajectory bullet right through his head. Unfortunately, kind of sad story, but. Ouch. <laughs> Very good. All right. Well, another use of CGI is, is used to, it's used in historical recreation and a reconstruction to basically uh, reverse engineer, you know, buildings from history and, uh, you know, provide us with, you know, today with a look and feel as well as, you know, hopefully an accurate depiction, you know, getting back to the accuracy thing of what maybe a building or, or a city or, or a place actually look like uh, in its day. Yes. And uh, recently and more, more and more is being used for uh, historical facial reconstruction. I don't know if you've seen some of the stuff online, but some of these uh, amazing 3D artists uh, that uh, are using, uh, you know, CT scans of, of, 
of people who are long since dead, and they're using their those as as a, a starting point to uh, create CG models instead of using, you know, clay or something like that. And they can actually put, you know, something that looks uh, rendered really, really realistically today with today's technology. I mean, for example, they've done recently yeah, um, with hair and everything. Yeah, um, facial hair and, and pores and everything else. Um, King Tut, you know, they've done interviews like King Tut, um, recreation of him, George Washington, Julius Caesar, uh, and Caesar Salad, uh, Cleopatra, Queen Elizabeth, and uh, tons more. Well, I remember seeing one of of, of uh, Neanderthal, or not Neanderthal, but uh, Homo erectus or Homo. Excuse uh, me. The, the early man, anyway, I'll call it right. early man. They did they did something similar to that. Yeah, it's uh, interesting what they can do. Um, they've also, um, you know, done reconstructions of uh, shrines and things that uh, have long since been destroyed. Um, I, I saw, I think I saw a show just recently, well, within the last year about ancient Italy, uh, where they had, I think it was under one of the one of the main, um, uh, gosh, one of the main. It wasn't it wasn't the Colosseum, but it was one of the other landmarks, uh, really old. But underneath that, oh, it's the one that has the the uh, cut a hole, the holes cut in the top of it. Gosh, I wish I could remember that. Anyway, that underneath that, there was some other structures, uh, or by there that they had other structures that that were um, when they did some sewage. Um, uh, you know, there were some problems with the sewage, and they went in there and dug dug through, and they found all these old flat slabs of all sorts of a building that was already there and it had burned down previous to that but it was pretty interesting to see and they recreated the entire thing based on that because actually did a uh, had a guy survey it and go underneath there and and recreate it it's pretty amazing i, I remember seeing one recently that uh, basically outlined the the tunnels and the, the the traveling systems within the pyramids i thought you know the rooms where the rooms are located and how how the how they were built and where they're i thought that was that was just amazing yeah, that too. And, uh, and also um, ancient Egypt, you know, like you were just talking about, as well as uh, some other things, recreating historical, um, you know, recreating some of the things that have happened, like the Titanic sinking, for example. I think uh, James Cameron did a really good job in, in uh, simulating what he believed had happened. And I think it's, it's pretty much uh, what they really believe happened um, based on his simulation that he did. We'll be back in a moment. But first, a question. Do you run a small business online but find that it lacks online presence? Are you truly engaged with your customer base and prospects? You might want to check out AlphaWave Systems. They build responsive and eye-popping websites and get first-page Google ranking results. They can energize your digital channels to grow your customer base and revenue. So, whether it's a new website, increased social media presence, customer relations management, or analytics, you can grow your business in the cloud and experience rapid and tangible results. Go to alphawave.io to learn how. Uh, CG is also used for uh, everyday and education field as well. Um, and uh, as we talked about earlier, that, that's especially uh, the case because it's, it's, it's just really effective at visually conveying the, those complex ideas we were talking about and you know stuff that's, that's hard to convey with words alone. It's, it, uh, schools uh, use use augmented reality uh, as part of their teaching regiments. Um, yeah, well, yes, for especially for um, STEM subjects, you know, mm-hmm. many of the students perceive those as, uh, you know, especially science as boring. You know, studies have found that using interactive CGI uh, animated videos can be a huge benefit to help alleviate that problem. Um, 
you know, the learners have more interaction with content and they're, they're basically more likely to assimilate the knowledge. Um, yeah. So I agree a hundred percent. You know, there's, there's augmented reality, which is, is uh, uh, basically, um, well, you see it a lot in your phone, on your cell phone where you basically overlaid, you know, certain data in a visual form onto your, your video screen in real time. And it, it does things such as, uh, you know, I mean, there's, there's, it's used for all sorts of things. I've seen it recently used to, uh, for things like translating foreign languages. When somebody speaks, the, the uh, words come up on your screen or, or for helping you locate a coffee shop or, you know, different places on your cell phone. You just hold your cell phone up and you get this overlay of data, which kind of points to the things that you're looking for, that you're searching for. Yeah, I always thought it'd be really interesting to um, have, you know, when I was learning geometry, for example, um, it'd be really neat if instead of going through, you know, the, the uh, postulates and, and all the other terminology of things and how to do trigonometry and things like that in geometry, they actually had a, a CGI representation of whatever you were, you were trying to measure at that point and kind of give it a, a three-dimensional feel to your learning. Yeah, because um, math is so abstract, you know, it, it brings it in, you know, it, it's hard to con- conceptualize uh, abstract things for a lot of people. Right. Even in the very end, let's say you're, you're doing all these mathematical computations and you're figuring these things out. And the very end, it's like, oh, this is the this is the Sphinx. You know, this is the foot of the Sphinx or the you know, this is what uh, all those things mean. If you were just to do it in in the computer and, and see it rendered in 3D. Yeah. And augmented reality is using uh, used more and more with smart glasses. It's not just on your cell phones. They actually have smart glasses that that you can look you can put on and overlays uh, displays, you know, for instance, uh you know, step-by-step instructions, like you can, you can be reading the instructions uh, and looking at, you know, user guides and, and stuff so that you can kind of uh, follow a workflow or something, uh, you know, so it kind of frees your hands to do the work while you're looking at the instructions to, on how to do it. Uh, as a matter of fact, um, companies such as Walmart and uh, even Chipotle are using AR to train their employees. It, it uh, gives, kind of gives them a hand, hands-on training experience without the risk of, you know, costly mistakes. Uh, it offers a way basically for customers to even try products before they buy them um, as well. So, uh, right. I mean, you, go ahead. Sorry. No, go ahead. I was going to say, yes. And in, in the, while they're learning how to, you know, there's certain physics uh, simulations you could do um, also on the computer, um, you know, CGI simulations of things you, that would be way too dangerous to do um, to in, in a classroom. Yes. Yeah. And, and, it's, and that's especially used in the, in the sci- field of science. Um, they they use it for uh, simulating uh, you know stuff, stuff like uh, liquids and fluids and scientists you know they they use, I mean that's how erosion models are, are generated or, or even things like climate change models um, so yeah they, they're even used by NASA to visualize uh, and predict flight trajectory of their space vehicles and mm-hmm. you know, landings you kind of see how things land you know, are going to land on Mars they do, they do the whole kind of visualization process before they even send that thing out. Yeah, so um, uh, you want to continue on that, or you want to discuss anything about uh, you know that kind of segues into the science, uh, CGI and science? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go for it. Well, I mean, um, and again, CGI animation is a is a super dynamic tool um, uh, that you can use for designing objects don't even re- exist in reality. So, you know, it offers a perfect um, support for architects designing um, buildings and, and engineers. Uh, envisioning structural designs and science and it's uh, just a perfect tool to create yeah. models by using yeah. scientific data you know yeah um, and well, especially since you, you mentioned uh, architecture it's it's a you know it's it's used extensively in the concepting like you said the stuff that's not even built yet or or what they call pre-visualization say of construction projects 
Um, and they can do it in such in a such high level of detail, you know, a lot better than, you know, they used to have traditional drawings to depict those kind of things. But right now that's, it's, it's done in excruciating detail in CGI. Um, and, and, you know, as a matter of fact, uh, builders uh, create 3D models and they actually do animations of, of these structures that are called walkthroughs walk and fly-throughs, you know, so that mm -hmm. customers and builders can kind of see and, and, and previews them before they're even built. Yes. And, um, you know, in addition to that, there's uh, many medical uses uh, in sciences CGI is uh, used for and creation of, uh, you know, creation and preparation of implants. Um, you know, examples could be, uh, you know, cranial implants. Uh, implant surgery is generally used for victims of accidents who have suffered head injury and trauma. So a lot of those uh, types of injuries can be fatal if you don't have the right size uh, quality or high quality implants. So doing it in CG first, um, you know, you can do a lot of, um, demonstrating and how it's going to specific work to somebody's head versus, you know, you know, one size fits all kind of thing. Yep. As a matter of fact, they, that's a, a CT scan and CAT scan technology uh, does that. Actually, they, they even use MRIs now for, for the more even detailed look at what's going on uh, inside. And they, not only do they use it for facial reconstruction and stuff, they, they can do, uh, you know, they can design an aortic valve uh, implant as well. Yeah. That's amazing. Or, or any other kind of, you know, they even use it for, uh, uh, skin prosthetics, um, you know, if you need your ears replaced or your nose or even a whole side of your face because you, you had a, you know, a bad case of cancer and you had part of your face removed, uh, they, right. use, they use CGI to actually design those prosthetics. Yeah, the, I, I believe um, I remember seeing that uh, one of the uh, actual face um, transplants, the fully full face transplants were using um, uh, CGI, uh, you know, before that, so, you know, basically x-ray to look through how the entire structure of the face was going to be put on to the, to the other and where it was going to be, you know, attached and which points um, really fascinating stuff. Um, um, yeah. The biomedical stuff is, is just amazing stuff. You know, you know obviously you, you know, you, you've seen it in, in dentistry implants as well. Um, and then, you know, but personal, personally, I know that they, they used a, um, to do a, an implant for my wife's hip. So they, I know that they had the, you know, you can test those things out, I think a lot of them did a lot of testing of that particular hip plant uh, transplant that my wife got a medical hip, a hip transplant um, socket that uh, instead of doing actual, um, you know, testing on human beings actually did it in the computer, which could be a negative in one respect, because, you know, there's not a lot of, there's some faulty things that can fail, which you can't necessarily predict in the computer. That's, that's true. Well, I mean, that's been, you know, they, they do the climate change models and those seem to be pretty, inaccurate for the most part. So yeah, it, it's got, it's kind of a double-edged sword, but I think in your case, you know, they, for, for medical procedures, they, they, or your wife's case, they actually, you know, they can, they can test to see if it fits or not before they actually put it in. Uh, right. I'm just thinking long-term when it, when it, if it fails, you're like, uh, uh yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't anticipate that. Um, yes. Well, speaking of, of bio, biomedical uh, uses, you know, it's uh, CGI is used extensively in conveying uh, again, complex, complex ideas that, as far as visualizing uh, biolo biological mechanisms and uh, you know the atomic structures of things and how they behave uh, with each other, uh, right? DNA. To, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. They're used to visualize chemical reactions, um, you know, and how how proteins interact within cells and how blood flows through your veins and arteries and stuff like that. As a matter of fact, I think CG was probably used, uh, or at least you know uh, may, might have even played a central role in the, in the really quick development of the COVID nineteen vaccine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've seen I've seen uh, animations of that too, and I think I saw something uh, where somebody was sneezing in, in in a plane, and it was all the 
the particulates of the internals of, of the person's sneeze was going uh, all over the plane. That was pretty interesting. Uh, yeah, I think I saw that. That was amazing. I think that might even be on our channel. It is? Oh, yes, yeah, like, I think least, it is. I think version. that's where I saw it. <laughs> I knew that, guys. I knew that was there. I just I thought I'd be kind of funny. You know, uh, CGI is also used in the area of physics. Um, and as you mentioned, Sean, to, to visualize, you know, you know, physical forces and, and, and even magnetic fields. Um, and they, so they use, use that data to create physical simulations um, of, you know, liquids and fluids and, um, you know, other, other type of uses. As a matter of fact, the military uses CGI to run real-time uh, VR simulations for training soldiers for battle. Um, is right. that what Call of Duty is all about? <laughs> oh, yeah. I think, yes. Oh, yeah. The game, the game. Exactly. Yeah. What's really interesting, too, is just, and, you know, to, something just happened just recently. NATO's, uh, NASA's uh, latest Mars landing of the Perseverance. I know that I was watching that live. Well, actually, I guess it's 11 minutes delayed. But that was pretty interesting to see how they had, had reproduced what is actually was going on before, before uh, you actually saw the actual video. Yeah, it's very cool. I, I know the military also uses it for you know designing weaponry. Uh, weaponry they they run physical simulations to and visualize things such as you know aerodynamic properties of the of the the weapon. Uh, you know if they're designing something that flies, that they they test the wing designs for flight performance. Um, they they do run simulations on destructive capacity and and scopes of damage and stuff. And um, as a matter of fact, they they use it to you know I was saying that they use VR to actually train soldiers. They they also use it to train pilots uh, of battle tanks as well as you know pilots that, that for combat training of fighter pilots in flight simulators. Yeah, that's pretty impressive stuff. Um, I was thinking I was thinking just um, about um, what you were mentioning about uh, simulations about fire smoke and and how. Um, you know, uh, exploding, exploding, um, you know, ordinances and things like that. Uh, and, and, you know, also, you know, they use it for uh, uh, war games and things like that as well. So um, I thought that was really interesting stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, you know, one thing we didn't mention about uh, an architecture, which I thought was really cool, was uh, not only do they, they, they uh, you know, use it for fly throughs and walkthroughs. They actually use CGI to run lighting simulations to, to show how the sunlight will affect your, your design at different times of the day or different times of the year. I know for, for me, I, I like morning sun coming into my kitchen and, and I like to sit in my backyard uh, in the evening sun while I sit my uh, libation. Uh, so it's, 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 it's used in all sorts of different ways that you know, we can't name them all here today, but we just wanted to kind of give you guys a, a, uh, a you know, a nice overview of, of a lot of the different things that that CGI is used for. Um, well, hey, can we go ahead. I was just going to say, uh, did you want to uh, discuss other uses of CGI? Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I know it's used a lot in data visualization, um, you know, because, you know, data is so complex and, and so much, uh, there's such a volume of, of raw data that, that's collected in different things we do. Um, so if you can visualize it in CGI, it's, it's a, there's an area called data visualization where they actually uh, turn terabytes of raw data into like visual representations using different colors and shapes and graphics to kind of like a, uh, kind of like a, a graph, you know, they, you see data represented in graph form. It's, it's, it's a very sophisticated form of, of graph making in a way um, so that you can, you can understand what the, what the relationships between data is. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you, you've probably seen examples of, of something like this in movies where they have a lot of head heads up displays, HUD displays. Johnny Mnemonic. Graphical, graphical inter yeah, exactly. <laughs> graphical interface screens. I mean, like Minority Report has, has those. Even Iron Man has some inside his, his helmet, you know? Yeah, I was going old school. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's it's just it's just an easy way to to visualize, you know, huge sets of data, um, and and you can analyze it and actually uh, interpret it, you know, in, in in ways that are meaningful. Right. Um, yes, and then there's also uh, product product rendering, you know, for catalogs and uh, e-commerce, virtual store stuff. Right. Right. Um, theme park rides. Um, I know we've seen. I think we have something on our channel of, of one of the. A, co- a company, a couple of company studios that uh, did some theme park ride stuff. That's that's another use of CGI that's not uh, uh, film or game, uh, video game related. Um, I know you mentioned uh, augmented reality, which is pretty interesting. I don't know if you've actually seen one of those uh, working on your own phone, but uh, there was one that, I, that just recently I was in one of the stores uh, before COVID, and there was a, a a place where you it was almost like a treasure hunt where you could go through the store and take a picture of of um, or actually not even take a picture, walk up to a display that you thought was eh, nothing here, but then had a little like a barcode on it and you put your phone over it. And then all of a sudden this guy would be jumping out in 3d, um, you know, and you, you, you'd collect these things around the store and you did it. And then you get like, I don't know, 25% off of something. Um, and it was pretty interesting how, how it worked with your own phone. That's pretty impressive. I know they have a lot uh, now that they do where you can take a picture of your house and um, you know, of a room and then with your phone, just scroll through uh, furniture or uh, flooring and see how it looks in your room. Well, that sounds like kind of, kind of what you were talking about uh, or just a second ago. It sounds like a like a useful useful technology that they were like the Pokemon Go game. Yeah, the gamify. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's, it's like a use, a nice, a use something useful. <laughs> right, right. And then of course, motion graphics. Uh, you know, we we didn't. Um, that's that, that can be used for learning, like you were we were talking about earlier uh, for education. Um, and uh, also for uh, creating stuff for um, websites and, and products as well. Yes, um, and, ra- and rapid prototyping, like 3D printing of, of, of characters, you know, you pe- or parts uh, for, you know, machining processes for, you know, I, I've seen people actually uh, do scans of, of a part you know, for a vintage uh, car that they've had, and they're, they're, they're missing some kind of you know, motor mount or something, and they, they uh, are able to, to design it in 3D and, and do, uh, you know, visualize it, and then just do a 3D print of it. Um, and, and use actually use that a, a usable part. That yeah, that reminds me of uh, one of the videos that we uh, did, had had uh, created on one of our. I think it was early on in our channel. Um, that was uh, that uh, young young boy had. I guess he was missing his arm, mm-hmm. and um, they made a an Iron Man um, prosthetic that was usable. Um, do you remember that? That that's was pretty a great story. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that was amazing. That's moving. I mean, especially yeah. when it's used for something, you know, that, that improves people's lives, you know, I mean, and that's what I really, why I really enjoyed doing the subject is because it's, it covers a lot more than just the entertainment side of things. Right, right. And th- those are the, those are the things you really do remember. And it's, I, I wish we could, uh, I wish I could see more of that kind of stuff. Um, in addition to that, you know, uh, there's also uh, national security uh, firms, um, which is kind of interesting uh, using um, CGI. Um, it, you wouldn't you wouldn't think that they'd actually be. I did a little quick search uh, for some interesting jobs, uh, and I came up with a couple really interesting ones for non-gaming, non-film. Yeah. Um, this is something that has to do with something we just mentioned earlier, but for um, they had mentioned something around um, forty-nine to sixty-six k a year estimated to start as a three D generalist working at a, a large furniture home store, um, and they wanted to know you could actually do. Um, uh, just using 3D 
um, modeling software like 3 Studio Max. You would take yeah. some of their products in their in their furniture store and just and just they just wanted you to, to make photorealistic versions of that and put it on their website. So it was like you said, augmented reality. Um, just to do so you that, can kind of walk around the product before you, you know, you can visualize that. You can actually walk around it before you and look up close at it before you buy it. Right, right. And so that that is a, another, you know, that's a that's a job that I had no idea was even existed. The other thing is kind of interesting is one where I was talking about the national security firms mm-hmm. is um, there's you know the U.S. Space Force. Um, there's current job listing uh, for an intern to develop models and simulation uh, animation of war games for this U.S. Space Force. And so you, it says here, you're helping to define, visualize, communicate the value of new space systems and technologies. So it's kind of interesting. Um, the ideal candidate is supposed to have a passion for technology, modeling, uh, and game development, which is interesting. Well, you know, it's kind of, all, I mean, all CGI skills are, 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 you know, they're very similar in a lot of ways. Um, so, yeah, that doesn't surprise me one bit. I, I know that it's used also to, uh, to track uh, wildlife, you know, biologists get raw data from transmitters that have been attached to the animals, you know, like uh, when they tag these marine creatures or birds or whatever, and they feed that data into a real-time rendering system to visualize, you know, the migration patterns or something like that, or, or other critical information that has to do with, you know, species conservation and research. Yeah, I, I, that, that's an interesting, that's an interesting subject you say that, because I just heard just recently uh, another one of my I heard stories <laughs> of, of somebody saying that they're, they're right now, they're tagging different fish from all over the world uh, in these, these, uh, these fisheries and companies. So you'll know at, one, at some point, uh, either through um, crypto, crypto technology, that you'll know where a fish is by just uh, scanning it. You'll know where it, what ship it was, it, was, uh, it was on, what region of the world it was caught. Uh, and like you're saying, the whole data um, you know, visualization, that's pretty interesting, uh, this all coming together, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, something I, I was reading in a recent CNET article um, that IBM has recently patented some technology that would let you interact with, you know, dead loved ones, uh, by the way, of CGI, uh, or rather a CGI generated chatbot. Yeah, it, huh. it basically uh, enables, you know, you to you to see your loved one and, and you know, kind of because they it allows them to kind of live on as avatars, basically, of themselves. Um, oh, man, I've seen so many movies with that in there. <laughs> yeah, well, I, right, right. As a matter of fact, there was a there was a. a a British TV series back called Black Mirror. Um, oh yeah! Back in 2013, they had an episode called "Be Right Back." It was about a you know a breed woman who hires a, a service that lets her you know interact with uh, shocking accuracy her her a recreation of her dead boyfriend via AI. Um, and it was it was it's it's kind of does what this IBM article was talking about because it it basically used his past online communications and social media profiles to generate this this basically. Um, their personality, you know, or a theme of their personality. And that's what the IBM system is, is doing. And it's kind of creepy actually, when you think about it, because, uh, you know, it, it takes, it would take images. It's as a matter of fact, what they say is it takes images and video to create a 3d model of the person, uh, as well as using their, their, uh, you know, their audio and video of that, of the deceased person to kind of do what, you know, what, what they're seeing, we're seeing in deep fakes today, you know, mm-hmm. to kind of recreate them, but they use their, their, their texts and, and, and letters and, and uh, communications and stuff to kind of recreate kind of, they actually did something like that in the Superman movie for when Marlon Brando played uh, kal father, right. uh, he was dead, but uh, you know, the computer came back and was telling him how to, how to do stuff. Uh, so. Right. Right. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, it seems like it'd be a, a theme that's, that's popping up more and more and more lately. Uh, very interesting. So, Hey, uh, brother Bill, you want to close us out today? You have uh, any last words? 
you know, I just, I, like I said, we couldn't cover it all today, but uh, I think uh, this, this warrants several other maybe podcasts, uh, you know, brings to mind several other podcasts we could do on, on a lot of the different subjects we covered today. I mean, they, they could have their own podcast for, for each one of those things we mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, you know, that would be my, my last word. How about you? Well, I mean, I, I just thought it was a really fun and interesting subject to it. And uh, I really appreciate the fact that we, we got that uh, as a suggestion uh, for the podcast. And just wanted to remind anybody, you know, in the future, any ideas, uh, just make sure, please go to our website and the CG Bros, uh, com, and make sure under the About Us menu drop down, uh, there's a link uh, there to ask us anything. So make sure you go there. But I had a great time. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really hope you enjoyed our in-depth discussion today, uh, answering the question, what are the uses of CGI other than entertainment and films and, and gaming? Uh, today we talked about how CGI is used in, in a lot of different areas, including legal and accident reconstruction and historical recreation and how it's being used in the field of science and education and, and even how it's being used by the military and, and in construction and architecture. Um, you know, the more you, it's just, you know, I think, I think today with the information you got, you can go out and, and impress your friends. And uh, I think you gain a lot of g- great insight today. Um, I know, you know, I enjoy doing this podcast. And, and if you found it valuable in some way, please be sure to share it with your friends. And uh, if you have an idea for a, a podcast that you'd like to hear, um, you know, leave a suggestion down in, in the comments section. Or uh, like Sean said, head over to our website and ask your question there. Uh, we appreciate you being with us in today's podcast. And if you're watching us on YouTube, please hit that like button and, and click the notification bell so you'll be notified of new podcasts that we do. And, and definitely subscribe to our channel so you won't miss out. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you next uh, week for uh, the podcast where we answer the question, uh, what is the best software to do animation and VFX? Uh, we'll see you back here next week. Uh, don't miss this one. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. That's it for today. We hope you enjoyed the CG Bros answer to the question, What are uses of CGI other than for entertainment films? Thanks for being with us. If you're watching on YouTube or other social media, please give us a like and a comment. If you haven't yet subscribed, please hit the subscribe button. You can listen to our podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, and iHeart. You can contact us on our website at thecgbros.com and follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Pinterest, Tumblr, and Instagram. Oh, and don't forget to tell all your friends about this podcast. Be sure not to miss the next episode when the CG Bros will answer the question, what is the best software to do animation VFX? This has been episode 2109 of the CG Bros CG Insider Podcast. See you next time.